0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine.
1: Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to be exploring the idea of fitness in other places outside of the United States. And I think it's interesting because so many times we look at what we do and maybe we take it for granted. Maybe we we see how cool, how interesting the, the job of being a fitness professional is. And, and, and this has been developing over the course of several decades. I've been doing this for 20 years, 20 plus years. And... You know we've we've made some big strides in what fitness is, and the populations that we can address, and who gets to be a trainer. And NASM, not everybody is like that, so NASM is working with partners around the world to help change the way fitness looks for entire populations. And with that being said, I want to introduce my guest to you. She is from Saudi Arabia, and she is part of the team that is a distributor for the content that NASM produces to fitness and people in that realm of the world. And for me, this is a very interesting thing because life is a little bit different there. And so for us to understand what fitness looks like in sports and gaming and the way things are starting to be addressed As we slowly peel back the ability to look at who has access to fitness, what that access looks like, who is uh, providing that, I want to welcome my guest. Her name is Shema Al-Sayed, and she is going to talk to us a little bit today about what's going on over in Saudi Arabia. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Uh, Thank you, Rick. How are you? How's everything?
1: Thank you so much. Everything is lovely. Uh, we were talking earlier. Right now, it's a it's a nice, cool, uh, comfortable seventy degrees in New York City. Uh, what what what's the temperature there again?
0: It's one hundred twenty-five.
1: Not interested. That's <laughs> one hundred twenty-five degrees.
0: It's just today. It happened only today.
1: That's amazing. What's funny is that uh, uh, our producer, we were talking to Eric, who's in Phoenix, and Eric was saying how hot it was. You know, it's fall now. It's it's late September in 2022 when this is being aired. And he was saying that it's 102 degrees there. And and you came in, you were like, is that so?
0: <laughs>
1: hmm. I see you're 102 degrees and raise you.
0: Uh, so he has to think that only one, two. It's not 125.
1: <laughs> That's right. That is absolutely yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And I'm really happy to have you here. You and I had a preliminary conversation because I wanted to know what we were going to, to do to provide a value for the listeners on the podcast because we value you and the company you work with as a distributor for. NASM in Saudi Arabia but as we started talking I found it fascinating the what's going on in fitness there so I want you to just start building start painting a picture for us about what things look like and what are some of the the changes that have been made over the last few years
0: oh first of all thank you so much Rick, for having me on this podcast it's uh, it's one of my dream to meet one of you uh, like you guys and um, here in Saudi some things changed over the time uh, it had been uh, I have been in Saudi Arabia 16 years I am witness for some different changes happen in regarding to fitness and other stuff happen here in the market so I started I came first time to Saudi Arabia to work as a fitness trainer then uh, I meet people uh, at the gym the gym here it's separated male and female uh alone so each each part it's it's, it's again respirated, it's not no mix gym so it was always the target at this time only the female want to come to the gym just for the idea to lose weight so okay. no one focused for anything else. Uh, at this time, we can see majority of people in the society have diabetes, have heart chronic disease, or have something um, else in related to obesity. Uh, and start slowly, slowly, I start to also gradually go up in the position in company. Like I become from fitness trainer to personal trainer. Uh, during my journey, for sure, I I, I become uh, an CBT personal trainer. And uh, I start to see the fitness from the front aspect to help more customers not only to lose weight, but also to change their life. Uh, at this time, 16 years ago, I, we had certain questions come to us when the people asking and related like, I have a wedding, I want to lose like uh, 10 kilo during one week so that I can attend. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened, and at this time we try to explain to them. So our, our role, it became to educate the member, not okay. first to educate another people. So we started to educate our client about their body, about the awareness, about how they feel their body, what they need to reach their goal. So it started like that until I become fitness director for a chain of clubs here in Saudi. And at this time, we started also to take over, to um, to educate also the trainers to how to help majority of clients in the society. Mm. It started at this time, you know, when someone come and really female and specifically, I can say male and female, they are struggling for, for their life here because no moving, uh, less Uh, physical interaction you know it's uh, it's wealthy wealthy country so everyone can go and easily get fast food they don't cook they don't move Um, Mm -hmm. and here the custom it's totally different than state than here because um, helper in the in the house they they are the one do everything so people totally cannot move they don't have aware about their food started we can say uh, last five years there's revolution in the fitness people look to the fitness in different way uh, we have already a vision of 2030 by the crown brands to start educate the people to to let them start to only move so the people start moving so they start already prepare the roads if if one day Rick, you come you will see our road you can we can now take our bicycle and we can go and ride the bike outside. Nice. We can run. Yeah. Before this is not available here. Even the question from the people they come now and asking us as a client, it's totally different. Instead of say, I want to lose my weight, my thinking, in the certain period of time, like one week, they come and say, how I keep myself motivated to join or to be. Um, to be always doing exercise. Or...
1: Uh, all right. So let me let me just jump in here real quick because I do want to say that there's not that much of a difference, actually. I mean, maybe percentage-wise, we, you may see that more because of the affluency in that society, right? So there's less movement, less need to move, easy access to, to highly caloric foods that people are actually taking part in. Yeah. But... It's not that different than what we're seeing here in the United States, where we have about ten uh, percent of our population has type two diabetes. We've got uh, heart disease is the number one killer of people in the United States, followed by um, uh, different other types of cardiorespiratory cardiovascular diseases, and then you know cancers, which can be related to lifestyle as well. There's so many things that are part of it. That's not exclusive to the States or Saudi Arabia or many other countries, because we're starting to see it more and more. But what's different here too, is that we associate almost all of that with weight. And what we really need to start doing is start associating that with movement, whether or not the weight loss actually comes along. The movement is the medicine, not the the loss in fat It is the movement that is the medicine, and we have so many studies out there that show that even um, if you control for the fat loss and there's no fat loss, you may still see that the people that move more, regardless of their, their obesity or overweightness, the ones that move more have a healthier lifestyle and less morbidity and mortality rates, which is means less than their skinny sedentary counterparts so all of this is valuable for us and the fact that you're looking at it and bringing it to us and not saying like it's not just about weight loss it is also it is mostly about movement it is about using your physical body to do physical things
0: yes it's actually sedentary lifestyle here it's it's taking taking very high percentage and I think last year, we had already statistics said that uh, Asian age started here from age of 35 to 38. So oh, I wow. think this is totally early. And the, the totally difference between people in the States and people here that uh, you guys, you start to uh, move or you start teaching the kids from school, how they interact in physical education uh, sessions in, at school. Here it wasn't uh, it wasn't in school activity. So for especially for female, so it was physical education. We cannot find also in all schools, and so the government when it started now they start basically fundamental for increasing the activity. We can see now from schools, they start Wonderful. to get the best, best kids and they start to prepare them to be athletes. And this is also you know totally different about. When I say to you like 10 years ago, nobody want to move to now kids want to be athletes.
1: Huh? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good shift in, in priority or a good shift in perspective.
0: Yeah. I think now, now also because they talk idol from the people who joined Olymp- last Olympic like um, many names, they, they are Saudi, they join Olympics. So the young generation, they see that, oh, I want to be champion, I want to join. Mm-hmm. Before like 10, uh, like 15 or 17 years, if you say you want to champion, they will ask what I will take. You will get gold medal, what gold medal mean? you know? It don't have that right. meaning or that value.
1: Interesting, I think this is another great example of how we talk about representation matters. That there needs to be people that you relate to, that you feel are like you, that are part of your community, your society, uh, your background, your perspective in life, that are doing things that allow you to be like, oh, I guess I can do that because this person is doing it. So this is is a perfect example of representation matters. And now we see this happening on on a scale within not just a community or not not just a culture, but we're seeing it in a country which is valuable. So today I've got Shema Al-Sayed from Saudi Arabia who is talking to us on the podcast today about the, the change that is taking place in, in that society in Saudi Arabia that allows us to get an insight into what's going on but also the value that NASM sees in that because we are helping to participate in that process. So Shama, can you tell us a little bit more about the partnership you have with NASM and what that means to to you and what you do? And then I also want to follow up with the, I think it's the minister of health and the minister of sport. Like what is the perspective that they've, um, they've implemented within the society that they want to try to accomplish by, I think you said 2030.
0: Yes, the vision of 2030. So it started from the beginning when I was working in club and uh, I was working as a manager there and we find already that we are struggling to get trainer. We have a lot of customer, but we don't have a trainer to serve They ser- to serve to those clients. So what basically we start to do, we start to do uh, a s- a small workshops, for the people who's interested and has potential to be uh, fitness trainers to help other people. Then I started already our partner with NASM, I think uh, 2014. And a first course we have been done, I think it's 2015 here in Saudi Arabia w- uh, with only, I think it was 10 participants. People at this time they talk, um, they think about training that they can get it by experience because I already joined the club and I learned from certain trainers how to move, so I can already be a trainer and I can move. No scientific base, no already, no knowledge behind that. It was only people go to move. So basically, was the training based on aerobics and um, group exercise sessions. When we started, we started already a change mind of the trainers to come and asking how I already be a trainer to now start deeply in details how to make the pelvic region stable or the pelvic area stable during the exercise. So it started gradually. we asking questions during even our courses that we never heard before. And started already the role of Ministry of, uh, of Sport and Ministry of, uh, of Health here. Uh, I'm happy that they reached out to us. They want to already start to educate their members and the family of their members um, to be certified personal training because the value NASM give it, it can already build the fundamental and the strong base for anyone who wants to be in this field. So now we are not just talking about people to move, but how to move correctly to prevent injury. How already they start to notice anything happen in the posture during movement. So trainers now more aware uh, already now, still we still it's a virgin market, still we are struggling about the fit number of the fitness uh, trainer, there's big potential for NASM to grow in this region. Uh, but what we we find now the trainers even mentality they become different instead only to to lead the people or to with the people to join in group fitness uh, session no now they take them they do posture assessment they start already read the body analysis body composition in different ways they start to change even the goal for the member to let they reach realistic goal
1: oh. That's fantastic. So when you when you say that the the Minister of Health and the Minister of Sports are getting involved and they're they're relying on you and your company to help bring this information out to the masses. What are some of the goals that that the government is creating in order to help people get healthier? And how does your company and and NASM vicariously through that assist in that process?
0: Oh, like now, it's a, it's many now, a federation, it come over to, so to create this athletes. So they want a fitness trainer, so they can help an athletes. And already we just signed two weeks ago, uh, agreement with the uh, Saudi uh, Climbing Federation to start to educate all this, those trainer, all the, their trainer to, uh, to start train in scientific base. So this is one of Ministry of Sport referred to us uh, a project tomorrow I'm going to the north of Saudi Arabia to educate 20 female so if we talk about the north it's very far and it's already people they didn't get the fitness knowledge over there so we are traveling tomorrow to to deliver NASM so the, the valuable and already NASM accredited as a Saudi reps certification so anyone join uh, NASM and got the certificate, the government recognizes the certification for, uh, as one of the leader in the fitness industry.
1: I like that. And, and so what I'm hearing also is that uh, there is also a prioritization in the health and wellness of women. So there are women's classes that are going on that we're really that, that you're really trying to to make sure everybody is involved. But the women there are also getting attention. It's not just hey, let's shift this to uh, the sports or to the athletes or to the men, but but also the women. So I want to to hear a little bit more about that and what's going on with um, not I mean you know with with access. That maybe there wasn't access before. Like, when did that start to change, and what does that look like now?
0: You know, already, uh, Rick, there, uh, five, four or five years ago, women weren't allowed to drive in Saudi Arabia. So this is one of the biggest challenge that we faced here before. So women start now to to drive. Women become ministers. Women join mm. parliament. So. It's totally completely changed so the government supported the woman strongly more than before so women now they can they can go and they can work independently they can already take their decision and they become more aware about their body so before and you know like three years ago only it's the first, the Saudi launch is the first physical education college for female there it wasn't Ah. just three years ago
1: oh amazing
0: amazing
1: and so and but when this is done these are these are still separated though right so women work out in one area the men work out in another area and then you would exclusively work with female clientele is that correct
0: um okay because male here they before they think working as a personal trainer it's not a future for a man who won't build a house and he won't make a family. So they don't have a future. Mentality start to change. Again, for even male. Because from almost five years ago, no male, no Saudi male, few only, will think to be a fitness trainer. Huh. Because it's don't have, you know, that um, bridle or the bride in the society. If they, if they say, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a fitness trainer. Uh, now they start to change it completely. I find already some Saudi guys, they come from us like dentists and want shift the career to be a fitness trainer or uh, a fitness uh, therapist and want to change to be... I'm I'm a bit surprised for the male more than female. Interesting. Because female, yeah, because female, they tried already to find themselves in a new career. Yeah. But male, it was always the door open front to them. But they just started also.
1: Okay, that... That surprises me. That surprise, but it's fascinating. This is why we're having this conversation, right? Like, I want to know yeah. more about what's going on in places that aren't here. And now, granted, the United States is a big country, and I live in New York City, which is a different look that you're going to see in fitness than you might see in Des Moines or you know, uh, uh, different different markets within the United States. Uh, I also, I grew up in Alabama. It would be very, very hard for me to move to Alabama and make the living that I make here in New York in Alabama. Granted, my house would still be bigger than my apartment in New York City is. but <laughs> uh, but it but it's different because that market is totally different. What we're doing here is we're learning about places that 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 seemingly are so different than us. But we understand that there are the same issues, right? There's the same problems, there's same concerns that people have when it comes to our health, when it comes to our wellness, when it comes to to how movement allows us to have freedom. Like our movement is our freedom, our health is our freedom. And and I really do believe that. And if if we can't have movement, if we don't, if we're not fit enough to engage. In different ways where we get up and move and, and, and participate in society, and then, then we lose bits of our freedom. And so to, to have this perspective, right, where here I am in my head, like, you know, I'm, I wonder what it's like for women there, but it's very interesting that you brought up what it's like for men there, because that is, I didn't see that one coming. I didn't, I didn't see that at all. So thank you so much for sharing that with me.
0: Yeah, so before they, the, the men, they had the freedom to go and walk in the street, they can run, they can play football, they can do uh, any other activity except they work as a fitness trainer. They would not be a fitness trainer. They can be a club owner or, uh, you know, the fitness club owner, but they will not work as a fitness trainer. Now, mentality totally changed. They know already how important, there is there's science behind, it's not just I go to the gym and do 10 jumping jacks and that's it. No, right. I go and educate people. I build their awareness about their body.
1: I love that. I love that. And I and I'm so happy to hear that that you've partnered with NASM to help provide the education for the professionals there to start implementing movement, fitness, activity uh you know the 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 gym life can be a good life it's 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 a great opportunity for for all of us to to work with people and engage with people and help change their lives and that happens here it happens in saudi arabia it happens all over the world where fitness is a tool for better health so uh are there uh, because we do need to to wrap up shortly what else do we need to know? What else would you like to share with our audience on the NASMCPT podcast about what's going on there?
0: Uh, I just want to share that uh, Saudi Arabia not like before, and if you come here, I invite you formally, uh, Rick, to come and visit us here. You will really enjoying, and in uh, regarding in uh, regardless uh, the weather, but you will enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know you have concern about the weather.
1: I do a little concerned, yes.
0: <laughs> yes, but totally different. You will enjoy the red sea. You you will enjoy also, you know how the people are very friendly. We are very generous here, and also you will see talented and very nice. Three. I'm really I'm really proud of the Saudi female. They mm-hmm. which they started to put their stem uh, in the fitness industry, like we have already the first Saudi lady. She's a master trainer in, in mills like uh, four or five years ago, and she's the first. Amazing. And so after her, we uh, we had already like four, again, Saudi ladies. They become master in lessons, and now they teach the courses of Mills. Oh, fantastic, and, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. I like that. So we're going to see progress continue to to be made, and uh, and, female. and continue now it's to female. come.
0: No, any any Saudi man, they become a master trainer from lessons yet. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. I I can I see where that's coming from, but I want to say thank you so much, and I will definitely take you up on your invitation. I would love to come to Saudi and visit and do workshops and be a part of the education process that's going on there. So thank you so much for that.
0: Thank you so much, Rick. And hopefully to see you here soon.
1: I would love to. If you have uh, any contact information or social media that uh, if people that are listening maybe have questions and want to reach out to you, how could they do that?
0: Uh, uh, So they can reach out uh, through uh, Delta Motion Academy on Instagram. They could reach, uh, reach me over there.
1: Excellent. Excellent. All right, Shema, thank you so much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time to, to just take in a little bit of what else is going on around the world in fitness. And I'm looking forward to getting more information from you about what you'd like to hear about. Uh, thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share with your friends and family. If you got questions for me, you can reach out to me at rick.richie at nasm.org or hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickrichie. Thank you for listening. Keep inspiring people to fitness. This has been the NASM CPT podcast.